Welcome to the 180 Ministry Podcast. Please check us out at the1-80.org. The seven last plagues. Oh, I love this message. I love this message. And some of you will say, maybe online, or maybe a lymphigum, or maybe, maybe here, even you said, what? <laughs> really, the seven last plagues, you like that? Oh, I love it. I love it. You know, this, this week we have, this few days ago, we have a big, big earthquake happen in the Mediterranean Sea by Turkey. This earthquake was uh, affecting the countries of Bulgaria, Turkey, Greece, and North Macedonia. And this was a, an earthquake that was 7.5, 7.0, and this was affecting hundreds of people that passed away, that, that went to sleep, and then over 1,000 people that were affected directly, and, and many others that were indirectly or emotionally. We know, and we study in the, in the Bible series of Forecasting Hope, that these are just the beginning of sorrows. This is just signs of the second coming of Jesus. And earthquakes and earthquakes keep happening and growing in intensity and in frequency. We know that this is just the, the birth pains that, that the humanity is saying, we need you, Jesus, to come back. Amen. And it's true that sometimes our life it's like an earthquake. I'm the only one that I feel like that sometimes. <laughs> yeah, amen, amen. Are you feeling that your life is like an earthquake or maybe after an earthquake that you don't know what, where to go? Sometimes life is unfair. And with this uncertainty that we're living in our days worldwide, and with these threats that we have regularly happen to family that we know or to, or to our society, this instability really is getting uncomfortable sometimes, and sometimes even look that we're in darkness. Can we, can we, can we even relate with that re- re- reality? And, and, and I, am, I am saying, so what is the hope that we need to forecast? What is the hope that we need to have? What is the reality, the living that we need to embrace so that we can get through these moments of darkness and be okay at the end of the tunnel? That's why. The seven plagues message is so beautiful. Look, just, just to give you the end of the, of the last plagues, let me show you what the seventh plague, is actually our scripture for today, says in Revelation 16, verse 17 only. It says like this. Then the seventh angel, I want you to understand that. This is the seventh plague, okay? This is the last one we're going to review today. But I want you to understand why I love the seven plagues, because this is the seventh one. The seventh angel Pour out his bowl into the earth. And a loud voice came out of the where? Of the temple of heaven. From where? From the throne. Wow. Saying what? It is done. It is done. That's, my friends, the beginning, the moment that Jesus in heaven, like Daniel said, stand and said, it is done. It is finished. It's the second time he said that after the cross. In the cross he said, it is finished. And now in heaven he said, it is done. I need to now go and rescue my people. That's the seventh plague. I want that to happen right now. (laughs) Right? 
but you need to understand what the seven plagues are all about. The seven plagues are, need to be in perspective and in the context of what the book of Revelation has been said a few chapters before. In chapter 14, there is another angel, not with a bowl of a plague, but with a message that needs to be proclaimed. Let me read it to you. So Revelation 14, 6 and 7 said, Then I saw another angel flying in the midst of heaven, having the everlasting, what? Gospel to preach to those who dwell on Pasadena, Lithicum, all North America, all the continent, the five continents around the earth, all the earth, every nation, tribe, tongue, and people. Verse 7, saying with loud voice, fear God and give glory to him for the hour of his judgment has come. And worship who? Worship him who made heaven and earth and the sea of the springs. You know, there is a big, big call in these days, in the last days, to respect God as a father, respect him in love, and obey him in love. You see, the, the, the angel proclamation that needs to happen now is so clear. We need to worship who? God. We need to worship the one that made the heavens, the earth, the sea, and the springs of the water. We need to worship our creator. We need to worship the creator of the earth. We need to worship the creator of, of the universe. We need to worship the creator that loves us. We need to worship the creator that came, made himself human flesh, and died in the cross for us. We need to worship the creator that resurrected the third day and is in heaven in the throne waiting for you and I to make a decision who you trust during the dark moments of your life. Because it's easy to trust when things are good. <laughs> but we are called today when there are moments in life that goes down that we can trust in God in everything, in the creator. And there is one symbol, specifically one symbol that high, that, that lifted up our creator, that we can say weekly, who is my God, who is my Lord? The way that say I worship the creator is when I obey him and I also worship on the seventh day Sabbath. Amen. The seventh day Sabbath is the memorial. Is that moment in time that God made for you and for me to spend time with him, worship him. Amen. Not that we don't worship him every day. Is that we make this day the special sign telling everybody who is my Lord. And we need to worship on the right day and in the right way, praying only to him, asking only him to intervene in my life, not anyone else, and not bow down to anything else but him, our creator, Lord. And this angel that says that we need to do this is also telling us in the book of Revelation that we need to be careful because there's going to be a counterfeit. We talked about that a couple of weeks ago, right? We talked about last week. We talked about these counterfeits that we can face, and we need to be careful because there's going to be, and we studied this in the Forecasting Hope series, there is going to be a false worship. There's going to be push. There's going to be in, implementing in the earth, and everybody's going to even say, yeah, makes sense, let's do it. And it's, it's going to be, to the point, it's going to be forced. And look what the Bible says. Look what the angel says. The third angel followed them, saying with loud voice, if anyone worship Again, if anyone worship who? Now the beast and his image and receive his mark, the mark of the beast 
that we study in the Forecasting Hope series. On his forehead, or his hand, will suffer this wrath of God. And we're going to talk about that in a second. So it's a, it's a decision. It's actually, what we're talking about here is that in the last days, the book of Revelation, Jesus is telling us, my friends, there's only two choices. Or you worship the creator, or you worship the beast. There is no, there is no middle ground. There is a big call to worship the creator in the way he said it, or you worship the beast. That's going to be the final call. The book of Revelation predicts that this is a final conflict over true and false worship. It's going to be a big counterfeit that will make that the, uh, everybody understand that the great conflict in the last days of earth history is a struggle in the human mind. It's a great battle that is happening for our souls. It resolves it revolves everything. It makes all about worship. This week, I had the opportunity to, to meet a wonderful new friend named Charlie. Hello, Charlie. And Charlie felt this wonderful call from God to start worshiping him in the true way. And, and Charlie is making beautiful decisions in his life. But the most important, the most important thing that we need, to, we need to claim for that meeting that I have with him is that Charlie, when I met with him, he said to me, Pastor, I have feeling and experiencing that the Holy Spirit is telling me that there's a big, big battle for the souls nowadays. There's a big conflict. There is, there is a big enemy fight with Jesus for our souls, for our decisions. And this is what it's all about. And that's what the seven plagues actually are gonna clear for us to understand and to see who is really the one we need to worship and who is the one that we need to choose to worship today. You know, it's a, it's a test of loyalty. It's a, it's a test of who you belong to. It's a sign that shows who is not just your savior, but the Lord of your life. It is a big difference, my friends, when I said, oh, Jesus is my savior, because he saved me. But then when I said, he is the Lord of my life too, that I do everything he said I should do. You know, I love Mary Melbourne prayer, because Mary, when she was there in the screen, as you saw, she, she said that her, her, her first desire is to pray that God will strengthen her with the Holy Spirit, that's what baptism and profession of faith is all about. Receive the Holy Spirit to strengthen you to do his will. To do his will and make the test of loyalty really happen. <laughs> Who is the Lord of your life? Even when dark moments happen. When earthquakes in your life happen. Revelation 15 introduced these plagues. It's the first verse in the Bible. If you go from Genesis to Revelation, it's the second time it's talking about plagues. One was in Egypt, and after that, the next plague is mentioned in the Bible is there in Revelation 15, 1. And it says like this. Then he saw another sign in heaven, great and marvelous, seven angels having the seven last plagues. For in them the wrath of God is complete. The what? The wrath, what is the wrath of God? What is that wrath of God? Well, God's wrath is not about getting mad with these people. 
It's about getting rid of sin. You see, what is God's graph is the graph of sin. My friends, this, there is enough suffering in this earth already that sin continues forever. Jesus is saying, I'm going to stop the problem of sin one day. And it's very soon. Very soon. And that's what the seven plagues are all about. That's what Jesus' intention to you and invitation for you today is get out of the confusion and let's join. Let's join, my people. Come out of the confusion, my people, and let's all together finish the work. So let me, let me explain for you what are the, the last events that needs to happen, the last six events that needs to happen before the second coming of Jesus. So events number one, the worldwide preaching of the gospel. Amen. And that's what we're doing right now. That's where we're thousands of thousands of people around the world accepting the truth and millions are listening. <laughs> and this is what is happening already. You are part of that. And we, can, we need to continue this and increase this. It's amazing we we're living Bible prophecy today. And that's what we're doing. We're living Bible prophecy, preaching the gospel. After the, the preaching of the gospel, all humanity makes a final eternal choice. And what is your choice? You're watching this. You listen to this message. And what is your choice? Do you want to choose to trust in Jesus? You choose today to make him the Lord of your life? Amen. Because before the second coming and before the seven last plagues, you need to make the choice. The probation door is going to be closing before the seven last plagues. Then the mark of the beast is enforced in a final conflict all about worship. And then, number four, God's loyal people lovingly obey him. During these moments of final conflict and stress, there is going to be a group of remnant people. There's going to be a group of faithful people that's going to be loyal to him. There's going to be a stand and say, I will worship my creator. I will worship his way. And he will take care of me. And then, when the things get really bad, <laughs> it's going to be short, for sure, then the seven plagues will happen. That's number five. And the last plague will be Christ delivers his people. So you want to understand this because there is no way to understand that the people of God is going to be taking in some kind of secret rapture before the tribulation. The Bible is clear that the people of God will go through the last tribulation. So, there is going to be a point that Jesus is going to say, it's done. There's going to be a moment that he said, whoever is unjust, let him be unjust still. He who is filthy, let him be filthy still. Verse 11 continues saying, he who is righteous, let him be righteous. Still, he who is holy, let him be holy Still, my friends, there is only two choices before the second coming of Jesus, before the last seven plagues. There is two possible choices. The one that worship in true, in, in truth, in spirit, the righteousness, and the unrighteousness that are unholy and they are not worshiping in truth and spirit. There's only two options. Which one are you choosing today? 
who you truly trust. You know, the final crisis that is coming upon the world will lead men and women to make one of these two, two decisions. I am completely with Christ or I am completely against Christ. There is not going to be a middle ground. There is not going to be a, a middle decision. Either you follow Jesus or you don't. So, now that we understand this important truth that the decision is today, before the seven last plagues, I want you to see how the seven last plagues unfold, show this wrath against sin that God wants you and I to understand today so that you and I can understand that there's nothing to worry about the seven last plagues. There is actually a lot to thank for the seven last plagues because it's going to be sure who you and I trust. So Revelation 16:1, the Bible says, then I heard a loud voice from the temple saying to the seven angels, go and pour out the bowls of the wrath of God on the earth. So now, again the question, is God's people gonna be in that tribulation? When, when God from the temple said, go and make the wrath of God come to the earth. I come, come on, that's not happy, you know? When you, you hear that, but you need to understand the wrath of God is towards sin, not sinners. Amen. The wrath of God is gonna be poured out not for sinners, but it's going to be focusing the sin. Remember, in, in, the, in, the, in the first time plagues happened on earth, that God sent it was in Egypt, remember? And when God sent those, there was a physical plague. There was a physical, actual event that happened, but was also a spiritual component on each of the plagues. Every, every plague showed that the God, one God of the Egyptians was not powerful enough to beat the powerful God of heaven, the creator. In the same way, the last plagues will point deceptions and trust places or people that humans have been dwelling or worshiping wrongly to point them out and show them who really the creator and our Lord Jesus is. So remember that during the plagues in the Israelites, they were there in Egypt when the plagues came down. They were right there. They were right there with the plagues and they were fine with the plagues. The darkness came and they have sand when the, when the Egyptians has complete darkness. The frogs came and they were fine. And even the last plague, when the firstborn were about to pass, they were okay with it. Death passed over their houses. And it was after the plagues that the people of Israel, just after that, were delivered. At the end of the plagues, the people of God were delivered, and they walked out of Egypt, and they crossed the Red Sea, and there was finally freedom for them after the plagues. That's what Revelation also tells us. When Revelation 7 pictures the people of God during the tribulation, this is what John saw in Revelation 7, 14 says, these are the ones who come out of the what? Of the great tribulation. So my friends, now that we understand that the seven plagues are not for sinners, but for sin. That's why we need to choose for, to trust in God today. And before the last 
plagues happen. Now we can review what the seven plagues are all about. So the first plague, the source. The Bible says, Revelation 16, 2, a fool and a lovesome sore. In other words, this plague is going to affect the physical bodies of the people that have trusted not Jesus in their life, but the ones that have received the mark of the beast and accept the true not that you worship, but accept the false worship and worship in the wrong way and worship the beast. And they're going to have this physical play coming on them. And they're going to be thinking, so, so, so what is this all about? Look, this first plague is telling you and me that my physical security is only in Christ. If I want to have physical security and I want to be okay when... when Terrible things happen around. I need to today choose for Christ. Because my physical security is in Christ. Psalms 46, 1 and 2 says, God is our refuge and strength. A very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear even though the earth be removed. And though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea, we're going to be okay. The second plague is sea turns to blood. Wow. Let's read it together. The Bible says, Then the second angel poured out his bowl on the sea, and it came blood as of the dead man, and every living creature in the sea, what? Died. You know, there was a famous economist that didn't study that says that if you break or collapse the oceans, you collapse the worldwide economy. And it's true because there is so much merchandising and ships going on with, with buying and, and sell on the oceans that the planes are not going to be enough to meet the need. So if you collapse the oceans, you collapse the economy in less than a month. Which also tells you that the last plagues are going to be short in timing. But there is a physical plague that is going to make our oceans, my friends, our oceans, Pacific, Atlantic, our oceans, Blood, and all the animals are going to die. So food is going to start becoming an issue. Not completely yet. It's going to start becoming an issue. So financially, it's going to be a tremendous trouble moment. So what that plague spiritually is attacking? This plague is attacking the God of money in this society. This big God that people trust more than Jesus. But when we see this plague happen on the scene, on the scene on this we can see that many people will suffer. But if you today, you and I choose today to trust in Jesus, we can say that our physical security is in Jesus, but also our economic or financially security is in Christ. Amen? The third plague go even farther. Talk about the rivers turn to blood. Not just the oceans, but the, the, the rivers that have life. You know, when, when, when you go to the, to the places that have troubles with running clear water, they say that water is life because water produces fruits in the gardens. Gardens produce all the possibilities. So the Bible says, Then the third angel poured out his bowl on the rivers and springs of water, and they became blood. 
My friends, that is going to make things accelerate drastically. Because no clean water, there's going to be really short period of time. Short period of time. So now all of this life is going to be affected and dead. What this physical plague is telling us spiritually today, that all our life is in Christ. He is the life. He is the life, not any system that I built on. He is the one that provides life to me today. The one that make, us, make me breathe and my heart beat and my lungs function. He is the life. I depend only on him. He is the one that gives me life every single day. And there is a beautiful promise in the prophet Isaiah about what is going to happen these days. That there's going to be no food almost. Right? Look what Isaiah 33, 16 says. The Bible says, Bread will be given to him, and his water will be sure. Amen. God says that in the same way that the Israelites went to the Egypt, uh, get out of Egypt, and went into the desert, the Bible tells us that the river flows in the desert every time they set the campament. And every time they load the campament and move, the river dried. In the same way, in the last days, you and I, if we choose today, if you choose today to trust in Jesus, he will take care of you during those moments, of those tribulations. Jesus will say, you will have your water and your bread. You will not need anything because I will cover for you. The plague number four, plague number four is a very very important one because he's talking about the sun. It's this shoring sun that the sun, that star, that through history of this sinful planet, many civilizations have worshipped. Making the sun even creating a day for, for the sun to be worshipped. You know which day is that, right? The sun day. <laughs> God is going to say it's going to be a physical plague with an Spiritual content. So the Bible says, Revelation 16, 8 and 9 said, Then the fourth angel put out his bow on the sun, and power has given to him to score men with fire. You know, the, 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 this plague is going to show everybody that they were worshiped the wrong God. It's just a star, and that God now is doing wrong to their skin. He's going to do, really doing wrong to them. And also, this plague is also revealed that we are trusting the wrong sources, thinking that, that the, the God star, sun, is going to do everything good for us. Even we are superheroes that get recharged with the sunlight. Is the wrong God to look for to get strength? Is the wrong God to go and worship? This plague clearly is telling to everybody that all true worship is in Christ and his will and commandments. Amen. My friends, in Psalms 91, even with those circumstances, economic, economic failure worldwide, difficulties to find food, <laughs> even the sun getting bad and you cannot go even outside, look what Psalm 91 says. Psalm 91 tells us, he who dwell in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, 
my God in him, I will trust. Who you trust today, my friend? When darkness happened in your life, when a difficult situation came to you, are you now trusting in Jesus to cover everything for you? Because if we can do it today in a small thing, when the great tribulation happened, we're going to be ready to trust in him. The fifth plague is the darkness. And the Bible says, Revelation 16, 10, then the fifth angel poured out his bowl on the throne of the beast and his kingdom became full of darkness and they wangered their tongues because of their pain. This literal plague has more spiritual content because he's telling us that when people look for the beast and worship the beast instead to worship the Lord, they found in the throne of the, of the beast right now just darkness. You know, and this is going to be a big reveal because one of the things that the devil does to deceive the world, in some cases, he said, look, if you worship me, I will give you money, fame, resources, and you're going to be good. You're going to think you're good and blessed. What the truth is that when you have those, those blessings, today people with money and millionaires commit suicide. People with tongue of money and fame, singers that have all the, all the recognition through history and countries and nations, they, they kill themselves and they, they're full of pills. They cannot sleep well. Why is that reality? Because those blessings no, doesn't come from God, come from the throne of the beast. This plague is going to make clear that that throne is full of darkness. And they're going to start seeing that everything in their life truly is in dark. They're going to be open their eyes and they're going to realize they were trusting and they were looking for the answers in the wrong place. My friends, there's so many people today that you and I know that they need to be aware that they're looking for the answers in the wrong place. The word of God is the place to go. Jesus is the one to ask. Christ is the one to follow and obey. This plague shows us that all light, all answers are in Christ. Amen? He is the one that answered the question. What do you need him to answer? He will answer to you. He will explain to you. Why you lost your loved one? Why you are suffering? Why you are homeless? Why you are with no hope in life? What do your routine is? Look what the Bible says in John 8, 12. I am the light of the world. Amen. All physical security is in Christ. All financial security is in Christ. All life is maintained and sustained by him. He is the one that showed the light in true worship. We trust in him and he show us the light. Now at this point, I know what you are thinking. But pastor, and please, this is a big mistake. People thinking, okay, okay. All of these things, I will figure it out. In the moment I see the oceans and I saw the rivers and I saw the, the wrong churches with full worship receive darkness. I, hey, I'm going to be sure. Hey, that's the one. I go there, right? That's wrong. Don't, don't wait there. Don't wait there. That's another deception. Don't wait to trust today in God completely. 
Because look what the Bible says in Revelation 16, 11. Say, they, the one that were suffering all of these plagues, they blasphemed the God of heaven because of their pains and their shores, and they did not repent of their deeds. My friends, it's very dangerous, extremely dangerous to turn from any teachings of God's word you know today. Because if you know the truth today, and then you turn just one truth and say, well, well, I cannot handle that. That is too difficult. I don't know how to change that. I, I... If you start there, it's going to start a spiral of darkness that gradually will lead you into this wrong throne to go to ask for light. My friends, we need to tell people they don't need to wait. They need to come right now and trust God. We need to, we need to continue telling hope is for casting. Hope is ready. And we need to tell them, we need to tell them, Jesus has arms ready for you to come, to rescue you, to get you go through the tribulation. Plague number six, the Armageddon, the famous Armageddon battle. So now, what is Armageddon? You need to understand this is the only Hebrew word in the entire Old New Testament. There's all Greek, but this word, Armageddon, which is arm Megiddo, which is the, is, is a connection with the, is the valley of Megiddo, which is in the Middle East, and many people, because of that thing, is going to be a physical battle. And there's going to be some physical conflict at that point, because what really Armageddon is, is a reminder of what happened to the spiritual battles in the Old Testament in those mounds. That's, those are the mountains. That's the area that Saul went to as a witchcraft. What is going to happen? And he was deceived and died in, in battle. That's the area that Elijah called Baal prophets to go to the mount. And he said, if it is your God, true, if Baal is God, ask for him to bring fire from heaven, right? And it's when Elijah said, let me now pray. And see who truly it is. The Armageddon battle is that spiritual fight. Some physical fight will happen too there. Because it's going to be the moment that really the devil's going to be angry. Because he knows the Bible. He knows the second coming is about to happen. It's going to be a massive deception of signs and wonders. And the devil will try to, to, to deceive, pretend that he's Jesus. And it's going to make a big deception, spiritual deception. And it's true, it's going to be some physical battle. But we don't need to worry. Look what, look what Psalms 91 tells us. You shall not be afraid of the terror by night, not of the arrow that flies by day, not of the pestilence. I'm going to read this again. Not of the pestilence that walks in darkness, not of the destruction that lays waste at noonday. A thousand may fall at your sight, and a ten thousand at your right. But it shall not come near you. Amen. This last plague, when the spiritual battle will be more open, when the, when the powers of the, of the enemy of God will be manifested in the higher, highest possible level, when the, when the even violent and the mark of the beast forcing will be very, very open. We need to be okay. Because Jesus and in Christ, we are secure, sheltered, 
and safe. And my friends, all of this is going to happen before our eyes. This is not going to be a, a pre-tribulation rapture, that, that pre-rapture of the tribulation. It is not going to happen that. Look, what's, look what the Bible says, that only with your eyes shall you look and see the reward of the weak. The plagues is the reward of sin. Plagues will be suffered by those that want to receive the reward of disobedience. Plagues will be the reward of those that didn't decide today to follow Jesus. That's why you and I today need to continue because there is hope for that family member that you know and you want to share the gospel with them. There is hope for that friend, co-worker, neighbor, spouse that you want to share the gospel with them. There is hope if they choose today to follow Christ and give everything out. My friends, at this point, there's not going to be nothing physical, material, no video games, no tablets, no, no, no cars maybe working nicely and properly. We're going to be you and Christ in fully dependent. Amen. And it's in this moment, it's in this moment that, that the people of God is in this big earthquake, big, big massive darkness around the world that Jesus said, behold, in Revelation 16, verse 15, let's read, the Bible says, behold, I come as a thief, Blesses that he that watched and keep his garments, lest he walk naked and they see his shame. You know what, what, what sense thing to make that the people of God will be raptured after if Jesus said in his Bible that he's going to come as a thief in the night just during the tribulation, just at the end of it. At the end of it, in the last plague, he's going to come as a thief when nobody expected, when nobody thinks it's going to be the moment now. Now is when Jesus comes. There's no sense that the people of God will be taken before. The Bible is so clear with that. And now we finally came to my favorite plague. <laughs> I think I would never say that. <laughs> but my favorite plague, the plague that I am looking forward to happen. But this is again a, a concept you need to understand. All of these plagues are good news for the ones that trust in Jesus. These plagues are good news for the one that chooses today to follow and worship Jesus in truth and spirit. It's good news for you if you choose today to follow the Lord, your Lord of your life. As Mary and Susan decided today, this is the best plague. And these are the plagues that give us hope if we choose today, as Mary and Susan did, to follow Jesus and strength by his spirit, follow him. So the Bible says, Revelation 16, 17, then the seventh angel poured out his bowl into the air and a loud voice came out of the temple of heaven from the throne saying, it is done. And after that, look what happened. And there were noses and thunderings and lightnings. And there were was great earthquake. Such great what? Earthquake. A great earthquake. Such a mighty and great earthquake. And had not occurred since men were on earth. At a moment that will be so, so crucial. So, so the, the, Jesus is coming and these massive earthquakes. It's happening all over the earth. 
But you know, my friends, God's people are protected by him. We learn that all physical security is in Christ. All financial security is in Christ. He will cover and give us food when there is none. He will give us hope when there is darkness. He will give us light. He will give us life during this massive earthquake. And we know now better when Jesus comes in the earth in, in clouds, we're going to be lifted up because there's going to be such a mess of earthquakes down there that we need to go because everybody will fall. Everybody will go to sleep while we are going to receive Jesus in the clouds. Amen to that plague. Amen to that moment. Amen to that beautiful moment that we are protected because I choose today to follow Jesus and trust in him. My friends, there is hope today. There's still hope for those that are living in the earthquakes of life today. It's not that big earthquake yet, but like the earthquake in Turkey, that we talked in the beginning. After the earthquake happened and there were so many deaths and, and people affected, a rescue team, a rescue team went there when the earthquakes were there. And there are many earthquakes happening today. There's many earthquakes happening today. I want to suggest that a rescue team made of the believers of the New Pasadena Church and the Linthicum Church are ready to go and rescue because there is hope, there is still hope, and there is still time to rescue people that are living in darkness, in earthquakes, in this earth. I have to say, yeah, we may need to be trained, but let me tell you, there is already a number of people in New Pasadena and in Linthicum ready and trained to go and find these people that are living under the devastation of their lives. There's still hope, and we will not lose hope of our loved ones. We will not lose hope of our people that we want to see them safe. We will not lose hope. You see, that's the phrase of the President Recap Tajin Erdogan <laughs> said to the cabinet in Turkey. We will not lose hope. So when this team of rescue, this new Pasadena team of rescue, this Lenficum team of rescue went to those ruins, sorry, they found people. The first day they found several adults. And was the second day that they found few more. The third day that they found none. And the fourth day, one of the rescuers started listening to one little voice. I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. Immediately, the, the officer stopped, command to stop all the machines, all the noise. And everybody started listening together as a team for that voice. I'm here. I'm here. And it's when they started looking carefully, they found the little Ida, a young girl that for four full days were under that building, alive, with no injury, with no damage in her 
little sweet body. Her only mind thought was, I want to be with mama. Where is mama? Where is mama? Mama was close by, pushing her to a safe place where she was put down from the building. We will not lose hope for our loved ones. There is, my friends, family members that they need you as a rescue team to go and find them. Jesus is inviting you to be part of this new movement and recommit today to be part of this rescue team. To go and find little Aidas. To found them, to found them, to found them. Because they need it. As you listen to this music of the background, I want you to read with me these Bible verses in Psalm 91 4. 91 4 says, He shall cover you with his feathers. Under his wing you shall take refuge. His truth shall be your shield and back. And verse 10 of the same psalm says, No evil shall befall you, nor shall any plague come near your dwelling. My friends, I want to be part of the rescue team of Jesus in the new Pasadena church. I want to be part of the rescue team at Linthicum. My friend, where is that little Ada around you? What is that little Ada that is under the earthquake of their life? And that you need to go and find the little Ada. And you need to go and find the little Ada and tell her that Mama is coming soon. And may her part of the body. My friend, I have a very special invitation for you today here at the New Pasadena Church and at Linthicum, and at home. I want you to make a decision today. The first one is the most important one. Do you choose today to trust in Jesus completely? If that's your answer, is yes. Please raise your hand where you are. Amen. 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 My friend, I have a second call for you today. There is little Ada's suffering, calling, I'm here. I am here. And we don't need to wait until the last plague. We need to call them now. We need to find them now. We need to pray for them now. We need to teach them now. We need to walk with them now. So if you want to accept the call to be part of the rescue team of Jesus today here at the New Pasadena Church at Linthicum at home if you choose today to review your vows and say Jesus I trust in you but I'm not just trusting you I'm going to go as a rescue team and look for little ladies and tell them that mom that Jesus you are coming soon can I see the hands of those that wants to be part of the rescue team of Jesus and look for little ladies around. Amen. Amen. 
Amen. Amen. Amen. My friend, I want to have a prayer for you right now. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, dear Lord, we came before you this morning, and now at this moment, Lord, we, we understand better that your plagues are just good news. Good news for those that choose today to follow you. And Lord, there, are, there have been decisions here at Linthicum and at home today that they manifested their desire to trust in you today. Because Lord, when the plagues come, when the tribulation come, we want to be ready, sealed and protected by your seal. So please, Lord, make this decision that you saw in the hands of the, of the brethren, of the body, be sealed and faithful. And Lord, we want this decision not just to be for us, but to, to make us live in a life that will be ready to be rescuers, to go to listen to little Ada's calling as you touch their hearts. We want, Lord, to come to that, those people, Lord, and tell them, come, here is Mama. Here is the place that you will find a church family. And here is the place that you can find you the light that you were looking for. Dear Lord, I want you to bless those hands that were up to become rescuers. And those hearts that make the decision to become active servants, as many are already doing it. We want to continue serving and looking. Thank you, Lord. In your name we pray, Jesus. Amen. Please look us up online at the1-80.org and at the 180 YouTube channel. Please reach out to us with any questions or prayer requests. Until next time, thanks for listening.